This is episode 396 for November 2015, and if you're a fan of this podcast, I'd appreciate your support. Log on to our front page of our website at spidermancrawlspace.com. Look for a button that says support this site via PayPal, and you can help us host 396 MP3s up on our server and help pay for the bandwidth costs that it takes to provide that. So far in November, Stephen, Justin, and Daryl have sent in some money to help pay the bills, and if you'd like to, I'd appreciate it. All right, on with the show, gang. Hey, Carl Spacers, welcome to our Spider Review episode. Let's introduce who we have on the panel. We have Ashley. What's going on, Ashley? You got strip. I got what? I got strep root. You got strep. Oh, that's not good. And and George has bronchitis. Yes. Man, Zach, what what diseases do you have? <laughs> <laughs> it's not herpes. Please share. Oh, oh my God, man. Well, okay. We're we. <laughs> and Mike, are you suffering anything? Are you okay? Um, for the most part, yeah. Clone degeneration. Clone degeneration. I was, I was expecting Mike to say, "Yeah, I got the shingles," or <laughs> "Oh no, 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 no." I don't I got have a bad case of reading uh, bad comics. Uh, we're about to get <laughs> well. Into- yeah, there's that too. But um... <laughs> my sciatic is acting acting up something. Man, all right. And Jr. couldn't be with us unfortunately. Uh, before we get you to didn't the even reviews, introduce I- me. That's cool. I, I did, did too. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, you, I did. Said, yeah he said you had a strep throat. I did. No, he said George had bronchitis, but he didn't say George. Okay, that's right. I didn't get the whole package. I think we know you're on the line. All right. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I would flip the table right now. If I had a table, I would. <laughs> we have, uh, before we get to reviews, we have one iTunes review. Let's read that uh, by Darth Yoshi. Uh, five out of five stars. Uh, fair, balanced, and honest. Thank you very yeah. much. Quote, as a collector of Spider-Man since the 1970s, I've had the pleasure and displeasure of living through many of the greatest story arcs. Unless you've lived through these eras or have extensively studied them, you cannot understand where this group of diverse individuals is coming from. If you want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly, this is your one-stop shop. Yes, I will be the first to admit that they are harsh on the current state of spider affairs. Oh, just, but just you wait. Wait until this episode, baby. Oh. But it's honest reviews backed by evidence. The recent addition of young Ashley has been a welcome change, though I, for one, am not totally convinced she is not simply an alter ego of George, since they never talk at the same time. All right, we're going to do that right now. Right, Ashley, say something. La, 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 la. Ashley, go. La, la. See, we talked at the same time. There you go. Barely. Okay. <laughs> the continual foulness that is JR can grate on you. I wish he was on the line to hear that. Oh, that's great. He'd love it. But there's no denying his knowledge of all things arachnid or his genuine love and respect of his fellow panel members. That's nice. All in all, your host Douglas has put together a podcast of opinions that range wide and far and reminds me of sitting around with my friends discussing the fandom we all love. If you want to hear fanboy gushing, subscribe to CBR or, <laughs> or YouTube. If you want a million reasons why Stegron should have been the main villain in Secret Wars, listen to this. Yeah. Very nice, very nice, Darth Yoshi. That was very—I liked that one a lot. That was very good. 
Uh, please, if you want to review this show, go on to iTunes, uh, type in Spider-Man, click on podcasts, and we're the first thing that pops up. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got three issues we're going to be reviewing on this one. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 4, Number 1, 2, and 3. And we're starting a new volume, Number 1, with George. Take me through it, George. What happened? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Good times, right? Oh. So... Uh, this is I, – I don't – here's here's the confusing thing for me. Well, it's not confusing because I could give two shits about the Secret Wars right now. <clears throat> but that's still going on. Yeah. Right? So we don't know how that ends because reasons. But yet look, we're, we're going to go ahead and start off with all the shit that happens to everybody afterward or where they are. So I don't know what universe this is anymore. Uh, Spectacular Mike, didn't you say there's a name for it now or something? Actually, it's still the 616 – but it's the eighth iteration of this universe. Eighth? Where is that coming from? That's coming from Ultimates number one. There was a preview of that that came out, and it actually was uh, Blue Marvel is going on about. He's looking at this as hmm, this looks like that the, that the, that the, this particular our particular universe has restarted, um, and this is the eighth time this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's funny. Yeah, it's it's tragic. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so all you need to know is that Parker, Industry, Parker Industries is a global company now selling Internet watches, more or less. That's basically what that is. Mm-hmm. With uh, clear reception, unlimited data anywhere on Earth, you know, and it's totally economical and yada, yada, yada. So then you cut to a uh, – there's a car chase in Shanghai. You've got uh, members of the Zodiac, uh, specifically the Leo sect, and I've, they're even led by the current Leo of the Zodiac. Uh, they're being followed by Spidey and, and Mockingbird in the Spider-Man rip-off Batmobile. It's not the Spidey-Mobile because the Spidey-Mobile was a, boon, was a uh, dune buggy. This is one of the cliff-jumping whatever thing. It, this, this is basically like uh, what Christian Bale This is a tumbler. This is, basically, yeah. this is basically a cross between the Tumblr and the uh, Mach 5 from Speed Racer, basically. Yes, yeah. and our heroes are, are taking the chase so seriously, they're auto-tuning themselves singing. <laughs> nice. And I, I can't even say that facetiously. <clears throat> That's actually what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, there, you know, there's some, fight, there's some like, fighting between the two cars. The, there's a lot of gunplay. Leo, Leo's guys are shooting at them. Spider-Man jumps out out of the car while the entire crowd cheers. Yay, Spider-Man, we love you. Spider-Man is so awesome. You know, because if one thing Spider-Man's used to, it's being loved by the entire freaking world. So he, he jumps out of the car and uses his, and I'm going to quote this now, his microcoiled Z-metal webs, <laughs> or as he calls them, his <laughs> bug zappers. Which are some sort of metal webs that shock the car, and then he shoots out foam to absorb the impact when they crash into the wall. So that's the extent of of what he does in the fight, and then Mockingbird is the one who actually kicks their asses. Spider-Man doesn't even hit anybody. He uses electro-metal webs, because that's a thing now, and foam. So there you go. Hmm. All right, then uh, we're introduced back at the Spidey's... Hang on here, somebody's messaging me. What's going on? Oh, it's Zach. Okay. So, anyway, we're back in Shanghai, back at uh, Parker Industries' Asian office, or Shanghai. No, I guess it covers all of Asia. Uh, And um, we meet some of Spider-Man's 
Chinese support team, including uh, a gal named Leanne, who was apparently uh, the gal who taught him how to drive in a short amount of time, the gal who taught him Mandarin Chinese in a short amount of time, and apparently the guy who he may or may not be uh, sleeping with in a very short amount of time. Uh, you meet a few people, including Philip Chang. Philip Chang, uh, of course, is a different uh, is a different Spider-Man character from like the late seventies or early eighties. Anybody? Yeah, he was in during the Marv Wolfman run, wasn't he? I think that's correct. I want to say that's I correct. I thought he was killed by Carnage. Nope. Well, he's all scarred up here, so I don't know what the heck's happened yeah. to him in the, in the meantime. <laughs> so. Um, Peter uh, or, or Peter arrives just in time to give a press conference about how he wants to build the future and everything else. He's not interested in making money. He even he even makes himself only make as much money as a mid-level manager and let his executives and other people have all the cash because, of course, he does because he's just so doggone perfect. He also announces the start of the Uncle Ben Foundation uh, meant to um, – Meant to help uh, less fortunate raise the quality of life, you know, wherever they can. And then at the end of the press conference, his personal assistant says, "Oh, you had your fly open the entire time." And he does, and he has little spidey heart shorts on. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Meanwhile, Spidey or Peter hops a jet headed to uh, San Francisco, where Hobie Brown is actually posing as Spider-Man, uh, jumping around the city. And Peter makes it over to Max Modell's wedding. And I want to quote this one, and we'll talk about it later. As Peter watches Max marry his, uh, his li- Hector, his life partner, uh, you, what is that? Hello? <laughs> Who's breathing hard? What was that? So sorry, so sorry. I just ran up two flights of stairs. It started like, it sounded like you were getting turned on when I started talking about Max marrying another dude, and you're like, huh? I guess I unmuted it. Uh, uh, that was filthy, Brad. <laughs> oh my God, it was that profane. Was <laughs> that really silly? At that moment, I'm so sorry. Right as he was like, he's marrying his heterosexual life partner or his homosexual life partner, and then Brad's like, oh. <laughs> oh. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm going back to mute. Oh Go my ahead. God. <laughs> so as Peter's watching this moment. And 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 he says uh, that for for Max in this moment in his life, it's one of the best moments of his. And I'm thinking back to all the other times of Peter's life, and I'm like, okay, whatever. It's Dan Slott trying to make a point. Um, so the wedding's winding down. Uh, Peter gives Max um, back his lab, except it, well, it's it's the Parker. What was it? The Parker Learning University or Parker? The Parker Institute of Technology, wasn't it? Thank you. Yes, the the okay. the PI the PIT. Yeah, the pit. The pit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a GI Joe comic, and um, yeah. and then he unveils and he says, "No, it's not the Parker uh, Institute of Technology anymore. It's Horizon University or Tricor or whatever the hell you want to call it." And uh, then Peter talks to Sajani. You know, they have a little dance and everything, and suddenly Peter's spider sense goes off. And another sect of Zodiac attacks, trying to get to Peter so they can get his internet watch technology. And Hobie Brown jumps into action before Peter can actually do anything. Hobie Brown jumps into action as Spidey, (laughs) makes some pretty bad jokes, and starts fighting fish people. Literally. I can't even make that up. Um, 
and then Peter's watching, and he's like, oh, no, he's going he's gonna to overextend himself, and sure enough, Hobie gets knocked on his butt. Like, Hobie hasn't gotten knocked on his butt before, you know? I mean, Hobie, it's an old hat for Hobie. Hobie knows what he's doing. <laughs> so uh, before, before Hobie can get hurt anymore, Peter throws them his internet wristwatch, I guess which is the master wristwatch, throws it to them, and they take off, and he pulls Sajani aside, and... So Johnny thinks Peter's about to start hitting on her, and he goes, no, I know that you're this terrible person who is in league with the black cat, and that you've been sabotaging my projects, and that you're not going to do that again. Am I clear? She's like, okay, yeah. Because, yeah, that's true. So Johnny is a horrible person. But she goes back to London, which we find out uh, she's the head of the uh, Europe office of Parker Industries, and there in London is Anna Maria and the Living Brain, and we find out that Spectacular Mike was right all along. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll let him tell it. What happens at the end, Mike? It turns out that Dr. Octopus is not dead, but he downloaded his mind into the living brain. <clears throat> so you got you predicted that, and you were right. And Dan Slott often says you predict yeah well to oh, be fa- to exactly. be fair i was kind of like it was i think we i meant did talk about this on one of the podcasts i forget which one and i was almost kind of thinking yeah. wouldn't it be kind of funny if uh, you know i know and i was kind of mentioned that but i think it was i think they did mention to be fair that anna maria mentions that ever since she did the updates to the living brain he's been acting cleaning so that's probably when maybe doc ock was dormant in yeah. him or something that's so but in any case yeah the living brain, you know, it's the superior living brain now. So, now aside so. from that, there's 30 or, uh, other pages in this book, and I'll tell you right up, honestly, I didn't read any past 2099 because I don't care about Pregnant Spider Woman, and I don't care about uh, any of the other crap. I don't care about Miles Spider. Interestingly enough, there was another prediction that came true in one of those backups. What was it? It was, guess what? Because take a wild guess, what elements from Renew Your Vows was brought over? What? No, Regent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Regent. Regent yeah. And Regent. The, yep. And they've got a little, he's got a little, he's, so, doing, he's going into the supervillain prison business, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Regent's going to be a uh, Miles villain? Um, Kind of, yeah, because he's kind of, apparently he's he's got this thing called, oh, what was it? Um, The supervillain, the, there's a supervillain prison he's got now where he that's where he's doing the same shtick that he did in Renew Your Vows, which is trying to absorb powers, and he absorbs the powers of the walrus and ox. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, th- I, I thought the Silk and the uh, Spider-Woman story were pretty good. Yeah. And, a, well, I haven't, I haven't, given, the, I haven't given, given... And the 2099 was good, but the Web Warriors, I have no I haven't given my, yeah. my, my review grade. I haven't... You haven't let me do that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay, yeah. Let's let's hear your grade, and we'll go around the horn, and then we'll do pros and cons. All right, review F. Wow. All right. No, F minus. F minus. Wow. Okay. Uh, Ashley, what's your grade? Oh, I uh, I wrote something down for this. Let me get my auto tune ready. Oh, she got an auto tune. You're gonna auto tune it. Okay. Spider Man. Spider Man. Wish fulfillment. Spider Man. Consequences out the door. Responsibility we ignore, because why not? It's Wish Fulfillment Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually auto-tune that, or are you about to play it back? Nice. <laughs> I keep waiting for awesome. her to hold the phone up and go, you know, you know and, and have it be auto-tuned. Wow, that's awesome. That's that was awesome. very nice, actually. Thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. So what, what would you give Wish Fulfillment Spider-Man F, for a grip? F, F. An F, two F. Fs, okay. 
Mike, what's your grade? Oh my gosh, um, I'm probably going to give the highest one in this thing. Um, I actually gave it. Um, I actually was given it probably maybe a C plus. Screw you, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain why. I'll explain why. Don't, don't. We, we will on your pros because you're yeah. going to have obviously the most. Yeah. Uh, Zach, what's your grade on this one? D. D. I will give it a D also. Okay. Okay, uh, George, your pros. <laughs> okay, uh, anybody else's pros? Let's go to Mike. Okay, <laughs> let me explain something here. Okay, for okay, the pro of that, if you look at, I mean, I'm a sucker for. I guess maybe it's just because I'm a sucker for car chases, but I actually did like that opening sequence um, because not partly because uh, Gi- Giuseppe Camincoli's art was absolutely fantastic, along with the. Um, Along with the colors by uh, uh, Gracia, I mean, they really kind of to me it did just really popped out and um, you know were very vibrant, very energetic. Um, and while Spider Man was kind of like not quite, I mean, yeah, he's got a different suit, he's driving a car and has some nifty new webbing. I kind of felt like, even though with some of those changes, it still felt at that moment point, it still felt like the same old Spider Man. And no. although he, and he's making no, no. okay well wait, no 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 let me explain let me you've explain you've lost though. your goddamn mind okay <laughs> let me explain though I mean yeah he was still doing making the same cornball jokes but compared to what he was in the previous volume he was actually more competent in this than he was in than what Dan Slott has previously wrote him <laughs> did did Mockingbird take out most of the bad guys Mockingbird yeah, took but out most see, of the bad guys and Hobie took out most of the bad guys Peter yeah no 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 no, no. yeah I'm just talking, but, uh, let me punching. explain that's just at the beginning part of the thing okay just those those, those couple of pages also the fact is you're gonna make was, me take pills but <laughs> <laughs> also let me point out too <laughs> that um, when uh, when when Peter Peter, when Spidey, Spider-Man also acknowledges that he made a mistake when he did that whole thing, no one dies under my watch. Because he reckon, when he says he recognizes that was an unrealistic expectation that he placed upon himself. Even though he's still going to do his best to save the bad guys, he's now kind of... So that's kind of... I mean, now, in a way, that kind of felt like, okay, Dan, you're kind of apologizing for what happens up. No, he's okay. not. Well, and that one instance. But then, and this is where I'm going to get right into the con section... So I hope I'm not stepping on anybody's toes here. No, no, we're not going to cons yet. Okay, but I'll but that it's, well, we'll go. Okay, but that's after that car chase is when I'm going to start getting into the big cons is where he started to lose okay. me. Well, okay. wait a second, hang on here. Does anyone else actually have any pros? The artwork, I agree, is very good. Yes, I like. Yeah, the artwork. art's good. George, that's why I gave it a higher grade. Cam yeah. uh, and still does that thing. I mean, mostly he saw it, but he still does that thing every now and then when Spider-Man's got the old man pelvis. <laughs> I noticed that too. Old man pelvis. Or he looks like he's wearing an adult diaper and he's eight. Oh yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. Johnny getting oh. owned was nice. Oh well I'm, why is she still in Exactly that's, that's my question. That's why is she does she still have a job? Yeah, she, the very, it, it's supposed to show him being benevolent and being a, a nice oh, good it boss. Fails. But it, it it just makes him yeah. look completely and utterly uh incompetent and st- utterly stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we you were, know, yeah. you know that the only reason why that's the case is because she's gonna whatever she's gonna plan on doing with her little project thing is gonna come back and bite Peter in the ass. That's the only reason why she's still there. Because the slot demands it, basically. So what actually, this, uh, you know we're gonna get this whole thing on the oh he should have seen it coming, he should have mm-hmm. fighting it, he mm-hmm. stop it. If this was Miguel O'Hara, he would have already gutted her. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, Zach or Ashley, any pros out of you two? I like the artwork. Um, yeah, I love the artwork. Uh, this is some. Of, this is some of um, Cam and Coley's strongest stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that he's steadily improved as a Spider-Man artist. Um, however, the uh, and I do like the idea. Don't do the, don't do the cons yet. I, I, We're still. Positive. I know. I, I do like the idea of the Uncle Ben Foundation. Oh, you took it away from me. That was my <laughs> only other one. <laughs> um, but we'll get to the pro, we'll get to the cons. Mm-hmm. I will say my last pro. I like. I, I'll go on record saying this. I like the Silk story, and I'm looking forward to the new series coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a turnaround from last year. I know. I, yeah. I, I kind of like Spider-Man's fly open with Spider-Man uh, boxers. Uh huh. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah. I'd buy those. <laughs> that's some, that's some <laughs> highbrow humor there, there, Douglas. Dick Jones. Or lowbrow. This yeah, is exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, let's let's uh, con it. Right, let's okay, now can, can, can I can explain? Can I? No, wait. We're going with the person that reviewed it first. All right, we're going to go to okay. George. No, probably no, I'll, I'll defer to Mike because Mike Mike was extending a point from earlier. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. The moment Peter got out of Spider-Man costume, that's when it went downhill because that's when Slot tried so hard to try to say, "Oh, Peter's not really the poor man's Tony Stark." I mean, because you have the characters mention that. Well, I hate to break it to him, but just because you have characters mentioned in the story in order to blunt and to blunt criticism, doesn't make it less so. Especially when you go out of your way to actually prove that yes, Peter is a poor man's Tony Stark in this story. Um, and I mean, and the thing that's a pro- I think the biggest problem with this is the fact that yeah, with Peter being rich and successful and stuff, you've taken away the very thing which kind of made him distinct from the other heroes and the fact that, yeah, that he was kind of the working man's superhero, that he was the guy who, who like everyone else, like any nor- has to go through, um, you know, he has to go to try to struggle to get a uh, nine-to-five work, nine-to-five job. He has to try to make earn a living. Um, you know, someone who wasn't fabulously wealthy, someone who wasn't, you know, and all this other stuff. But now that you've made him this way, made him successful. Now he comes across as um, he, of course, he's the hip, young, politically progressive, benevolent billionaire boss with campy tech. Um, basically, as, as Ashley said, wish fulfillment. This is everything right. Slot wants. He's ba- to be he's, in I mean, he's basically become uh, Brandon Roof's uh, Ray Palmer from Arrow at this point. Oh, I, wow. Yeah, yeah that's basically pretty much Dan Slott projecting all of his personality onto Peter. Well, and yeah, I mean, and the thing is about this whole, I mean, and the, the thing about, because I mean, so when I'm reading this, it's like, wow, anything that's distinctive about Peter Parker is just, is not there. He's just another one of these tech, gone. Yeah, he's just one of these, yep. other, these tech guys. Yeah. And yeah, I, and yeah, so it, it tried so, he tried so hard to sell us on the idea with the, that whole business about, oh, I'm only taking salary from middle management. Yeah, even though you're still wearing tailor-made suits and flying around in corporate jets. I mean, pfft. so this it's is, just, yeah, go this ahead. Isn't a, this is an agenda. This isn't even, yeah. this, this is not even a, 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 a status quo. This is an agenda. This is him projecting, uh, uh, and I'm, I know I'm going to piss some people off by saying this, this is a very liberal agenda all wrapped up in this. Well, oh, Slot, Slot I, can't help himself. I mean, he he, 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 really, he he really just cannot help it. He, he's he, his bias is just is, is oozing through the pages, and, and I'm like, you know, it, it's so it's a big turnoff. 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, for, 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 for half the country mm-hmm. of America, <laughs> the people that can read through the lines be like, this is, this is, this is bullcrap. And, yeah. and, and to me, all that's Spider, where All Spider-Man fell. fans accept the fact that Peter is, is, is more liberal than anything else. He is. Yeah. He's a young yeah, guy yeah. in New York. But, but there is so much of Slot's Twitter feed. <laughs> in 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 this story, you know, and it's just oh, God, give me a fucking break. Well, and, sorry, and it, sorry, Brad. It's all right. It's. I think I cussed at one point on during Spider Jeopardy. Yeah. So, but <laughs> just well, so. but I, I just I have to say that that is one of those. We we know there's a big liberal agenda going on with Marvel because they want to be a, a more diverse for the sake of diversity, and. In some cases, that that works out well. In some cases, it doesn't. But being this, diverse is not bad, no. it, it, and it's not a bad thing to aim for and, and to try to be. But I mean, it, dude, you're trying too hard. And when you're sacrificing the story for diversity, then you're kind of failing your main purpose to begin with. Mm. To me, well, I mean, <clears throat> to me, the biases that everybody had going in were just confirmed. Mm-hmm. It's like suckage confirmed when you when you first read about. It, you're like thinking that. Because I think a competent writer might be able, and I'm not. I don't want to say the slot's not is an incompetent writer. I'll say uh, it. He he's very hot and cold. Yeah, he's he's either when he's on, he's on. When he's not on, he it just completely. Renew your vows. We loved mm-hmm. generally. This is a return to the norm that we had problems with with previous to, volumes. To me, the the such a massive missed opportunity to have somebody fresh, new writer. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. This was a massively missed opportunity. This book. Desperately needs new blood. Yes. Desperately, and, and and I'll go even further here. <clears throat> I mean, I did mean to say that one of my pros was seeing Hobie as Spider Man. I like it when Hobie puts on the suit. And I was going to ask you about yeah, that. I do like. I've always yeah. liked Hobie Brown. That doesn't get it up from a, a from <coughs> an F though. Whoa. It sounds like what? That, that doesn't bring it up from an F though. Oh hell no, no. <laughs> okay. um, be- because and here are my cons, and I didn't mean to interrupt Spidey dude. Um, You're right. But uh, this is not Peter Parker, and this is not Spider Man. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Nothing in this feels. I agree. Like Spider Man or feels like Peter Parker. This is this is fan fiction in in the truest sense of the word. But we're expected to pay you know five bucks an issue for it from here on out. And, and <clears throat> even on the cover, I like Alex Ross. Mm-hmm. But why did you give Spider Man a mullet on the cover or Peter Parker a mullet? Oh yeah, I hate. <laughs> Look at I that the mullet. I, the other. I, 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 I can't stand. I think this is so far off of the of the default version, which is Spider Man working at the Bugle, trying to make rent. The the other the, the other mm-hmm. parts of it, you know, like I've mentioned before, Spider Man, Peter Parker as Spider Man didn't. Re- I mean, he disabled a car. That's that's the extent of what he did. Mm-hmm. Mockingbird did the fighting for him, and then later on, Hobie Brown did the fighting for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that. As someone who loves to see Spider-Man beat ass, I absolutely, I straight up hate that. And it was everything that was wrong with the last volume. Yep. Also, it's everything the wrong wrong with the last th- two volumes, really. Also, mm-hmm. and this goes back to the point of none of this being Peter Parker and none of this being Spider-Man. Not one goddamn bit of it. In that sense, Nick Lowe is a worse editor than Steve Wacker. Mm. Oh, I agree with that. Actually, absolutely. In the fact absolutely. that he's he's not put new blood on it, absolutely worse. Yes. Why should he? This book is the number two most selling book of uh, this month. Oh, no. If you number go to CBR, you'll find I, pages of people who love this crap. I, no. Iron Man sold, was the number one selling comic. This was number two. Well, I think the reason why I think why there were some people who actually do like it because they, they're under the assumption that, oh, because 
for a while we've been, I mean, they're under the impression of, oh, we're sick and tired of having seen Peter struggling for ends meet and being dirt poor, going back to Aunt May. This is well, not. This is not. This is not the answer to that. I know no. it's That's, not. No, and the answer to that, that is getting a, a good job somewhere in Midtown where he doesn't struggle right. with bills for a while. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and this this is because they're trying. Basically, he's trying. He, what Dan Slott's trying to make Peter into kind of like Marvel's version of Steve Jobs or something. But sure. and the other thing about it doesn't work. The no. I, I think I think this is uh, more unrelatable than a guy being married. We all know people married. Mm-hmm. We don't know CEOs. Well, everyone has to be Tony Stark in some way or another now, Brad. They're doing it with Peter Parker oh. now. They just did it with uh, they just well, did it with, with Doctor and, Strange. And here's the question: if a, if a new writer does come to this. How do they get him out of the CEO position? I have an idea how they could do it, but it depends on what how it. Well, how can how he about, ever go back to a photographer at the how about How can he ever? Well, do how that? about doing what what happened in the last volume? Remember the destruction of Parker Industries, right? So I thought it was done after that. Everybody was like, we all we all cheered. Well, it's oh, like the, I, whole, the video that George likes to post, you know, and all the people rejoiced. Yeah, I think yeah. I, to me the reason why people like this is is it is such a departure, but. Mm-hmm. It fundamentally transforms the character. Oh yeah, I mean, exactly. it, I mean, I have an idea. I mean, there's an idea that you could feasibly get Peter out of the CEO wow. position. It depends on how Parker Industries got so successful, and we, which we haven't figured out yet. I think, it, and I'm again, I think they're trying to put it in with the his, the webware invention. That's what well, that oh yeah, that's a definite McGuffin. The internet wristwatch. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the glorified Apple Watch, basically. The iWatch. Yeah, but I think it has something to do with uh, nano, the nanotech stuff. Because remember, there's, there's a little bit of a throwaway thing where Sajani tells Peter that, oh, we're now like the uh, leader in like bio, bio, um, bioengineering and nanotech research. And if you remember, the nanotech stuff was actually Doc Ock's thing. Yeah. And I think it's going to have some – I think that's the only thing I can think of. It may be that somehow when Doc Ock comes back, and we know he's going to make himself known at some point, he's going to try – he's going to basically say that, yeah, I'm the guy who built Parker. I'm the real person who built Parker Industries. Peter just stole all my work. And and, and Peter, Peter, just just for the record, still not one bit bothered by the fact that he's got a doctorate he didn't earn. Exactly. Not, not one not stinking one. bit. Or, or that he, his body, when his mind wasn't in it, killed somebody. Mm-hmm. There has been no repercussions just, at all. Just absolutely. No. And, and, and that's, that's the point of so much of this crap now that's written today is there's no responsibility. No, no responsibility. He's about no, youth. No, he's, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, no yeah, responsibilities for old people. Just read Dr. Strange. He'll tell you. Fuck. <laughs> 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 no, I, I don't I mean, want to expect that. That's what brain. I wanted to get at with my little tagline of wish fulfillment Spider-Man, because like when this well, was being announced, yeah, it's like that's all I saw. I saw a bunch of people just like, yeah, this is what I finally wanted for the character. He's finally, you know, getting grown up. Yeah, that that that, 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 gets, yeah. Like, that was kind of the hallmark of the storytelling. There, what you're supposed to want better for him, but the point is that he doesn't get it because that's just that's the story. Well, I mean. He he can get it. I mean, there's measures yeah, he can, yeah. success he Looks can like, achieve and be stable. Stability is what he should aim for. Yeah, it's like good storytelling isn't just getting what you want, getting what the reader wants. Think like think of something like Game of Thrones. How many times does that go against what the reader wants? But it's mm-hmm. the better story for it. Exactly. So you can't yeah. just hand people like, oh, this is what you want, and then you just eat it all up. It's just it's just it really suffers for it. It's garbage. 
Well, exactly. And and another point that I would like to make on this is his big giant invention is is based off of one of the least successful Apple inventions of the last five years, <laughs> the Apple Watch. Oh, which what? Is that thing not selling? It's not selling. It's not selling nearly at the rate. What's hilarious? Like what's hilarious are. is I actually did a, when I when I did my review for um, whatever spidercan.com, I actually looked up on Google um, and found out that yeah, you can get a wrist attachment for your iPhone, which is basically which is basically what the what the um, webware thing that Peter has is essentially. Although they try to make it you know, say like oh it's more high tech or something you know the, in the next issue when we get into it, but yeah, but it is it is just an awful time to be a Spider Man fan right now. <laughs> You know? I tell you, when, like the the second I got back from the comic book store and I opened this up, and the first panel, first page that I open up to, and you had that line: "The with great power comes greater speed, storage, and battery life." Mm. Part of me died inside. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't move past that. I just. I didn't even want to continue reading after that. Yeah, it's, it's, this is, you know, it's, it's weird. It's like you think, back to how bad the last volume was, and it was bad. Mm-hmm. And, and you think, you know, oh, it has to be better next time around. And then, you know, when all the press release stuff started going on, was, we saw the, you know, the, the suit redesign with that garbage neon green crap everywhere. <laughs> oh, look, Who decided that goes together? I don't, oh, God, I don't know. This is, this is just awful. The um, to to put it into uh, perspective, if, if we're off a little bit, uh, CBR gave this four out of five stars. It's essentially a how shocking. Uh, uh, I, the only other review I could find was on Superior Spider Talk. Uh, they gave this a C. Did they? They gave That's it a, a C. Surprising. And and uh, the quote from the CBR review that I w- w- sum this up that I think is really just off, at least for this panel. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one is packed with enough variety to satisfy practically every Spider-Man, <laughs> and Slot and Kevin Coley's lead story alone is enough to draw them in, making the six-dollar cover price a bargain. <laughs> so much fun! It's like Marvel writes it for them. Wow. Well, it's it, it's it's wow. it's. I expect that from CBR. Anybody that goes off of a CBR review has to understand that that they want to. One, they they want to make ad revenue, mm-hmm. and they make ad revenue for advertising for the comic companies. Oh yeah, and so, uh, and Mike can probably attest to this a little bit more because he's he's working for a site that actually pays him money because yeah. Brad Brad has written me an IOU from two thousand three. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, in this in this business model, story is so is secondary or even tertiary. Every all they're yeah. doing is selling variant covers. Well, Absolutely. I mean, also now, you got to remember, CBR has a regular column from Axel Alonso. Yeah. About when they actually, so they're right there. There's, you know, there's some are, vest, and Newsarama is pretty much. I don't know if they've got where they have to get exclusives from. Um, I don't know if they go for DC or something or. They're, they're a bit more. Since one yeah. more day, they've been a little more DC than they have Marvel. Marvel was not happy with Newsarama after after one more day. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. To, they were not. If you go to SpidermanCrawlspace.com, our friend a- Andrew. Uh, I guess he did an overall grade mm-hmm. yeah, of everything, he did. and he gave it a B minus. So um, I guess that Spider Woman and Silk story helped bring yeah. it up because man, and the twenty ninety nine. I mean, the backup stories and, and, were not bad. 
Don't get me wrong. I really liked the Spider Woman one. Oh was, yeah, I did too. I thought that was a very. I thought it was very yeah. good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to check out uh, Web Warriors because Spider Girl's supposed to be in it. The, the, yeah, not, actually, not Aranya, not just Aranya Girl. So I, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on Amazing Volume Four? Yes, one? none of it. It, it, it doesn't get any better. I'm sorry, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was just go through just a couple of nitpicks I had that just completely ruined it. Yeah. Okay. The first, there's that first panel, and then this other one where we had he, it was just thrown in for like a cheap joke, like oh, suddenly Spider-Man is a master stunt driver, and simultaneously, while he was learning how to drive, he just picked up Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a, I, I, I guess he gets a lot of practice while he's screwing that gal or whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> like they hinted at. He has a Rosetta Stone app on his watch. Give you the give you the proportionate language learning skills of a spider too. So, and then there's well, the you have to remember it's fan fiction. You have to allow for certain things. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, the suspension of disbelief. No, okay, and then this moment where he he just stopped the uh, the he stopped the bad guy's car and the car chase in Shanghai. He stopped them and. But he has this conversation here saying, it's like, oh, it only looks like I'm letting them get away, but what I'm really doing here is delegating. And that's when Mockingbird comes out and steps out to, you know, actually kick their butts. He, did, he didn't delegate shit. He didn't say anything to her. He didn't say, <laughs> oh, hey, Mockingbird, I'll, I'll, I'll hold them down for you. And you come in and, you know, lay the smack down. He didn't say shit. That's not delegating. Yeah. And the third one, um, I feel sorry for Mockingbird, by the way. Yeah. Mockingbird, Mockingbird is a great character who deserved to, to be more than this. This, this. this wedding, who are these guys? I feel oh, like I old. know who okay. they are. Horizon well, I mean, Lab people, yeah. They're okay. the guys from, from okay, so, so like, volume before last, actually. Um, volume two? It was during three, big time. Three. Three. Um, who knows? Um, no, it was volume then, one renumbered. Yep. They, oh, they had, uh, they had, Basically, they recycled a, a plot line from the Howard Mackey, John Byrne era where Spider-Man goes to work for this big, you know, scientific brain trust kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which was called Tricorp. And then Dan Slott, and I guess – or was that or, or was that the brain trust, the quote-unquote brain trust? Back then? No, that was, that was Slott. That was big time. Yeah, so Dan Slott figured, yeah. figured he loved that so much uh, that he would just ape it and bring it back. And uh, so basically that's, that's what that is. So it's like a rehash of a of a story that happened like fifteen, sixteen years ago or whatever. Well, I, think I remember this Max guy with the Horizon Industries. I think that was just before I got into the Superior Spider Man. Yeah, because they that's because he was because Peter was working there, um, and then when Doc Ock took over his mind and stuff, that's when he, um, that's when he then Max kind of fired him because he was taking stuff. And yeah, he was the one who called it. out on copying Otto's work. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I hadn't seen these two characters before. I didn't know about their relationship, so I'm just like, why should I care about them getting married? Mm-hmm. Well, you've we've gone what thirty, forty issues without seeing them, right? Something like that, yeah. Ma- maybe, yeah. yeah. And that's, been a while. that's so. the other problem with Slot is that he plays such the long game that by the time he picks he picks back up a sl- subplot, which I will bring. Trust me, when you get when we get to number three, I'm going to go ape shit. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's a teaser uh, if I've ever heard it. Let's let's uh, Ashley's number two. Uh, well, my, my my last nitpick. This comment oh, here makes when the cake gets destroyed. He's like, "Oh, Max, it was a gluten free cake. No great loss. If it was no great loss, and if, if you don't like it being gluten free, then, then why did you even pick it? This is your wedding. Why? And also, should you be I, saying it's like 
<laughs> oh, it was only a cake. We still have each other. Like, what is this little jab here at gluten-free diets? Like, I, 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 I couldn't believe that progressive slot uh, took a slot at the gluten people. How, how, yeah. how intolerant. Okay, just, he took okay. a somebody to take shots right there. I'm like, it just felt so. It really took me out of the moment. I'm like, that was unnecessary. Just have him say like, oh, it's only a cake. That's that's the more human realistic thing to say. That's more believable. And instead, of we get this crap. So. Uh, okay, to, 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 to dovetail off of that, as somebody that's the most recent person to get married in this group, um, yeah, cake, you know, cake decisions are, are massively important. And, you know, if people don't eat the cake, you get upset. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking. You don't understand, dude. When I go to a wedding, and I just, and I just did recently. Right. The cake situation is kind of a beatdown because there's goddamn photographers everywhere. And then family has to get around the cake, and they have to post. And I just, I just want some goddamn cake. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, just, just cut the goddamn thing that's, that's and bring it. Rule of just life. cut the goddamn thing and bring it to where I'm sitting. And if you don't, I'm not going to bother with it because it's, it's a goddamn circus around the cake. I'm sorry, that's my that's cake funny. rant. Well, well, I'll, I will say this: I had a groomsman cake, and then I had on our wedding cake we had seven layers, and each layer was a different flavor. Like a different type of cake. Yeah. Just cut and the so, fuck and serve it, man. So, so we did. We did. That's that's how we rolled, man. That's how we rolled. You would have you romantic. Cut the fucker and eat it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> here, here. You know, before we move to two, this seems like such a departure of the default character. In that, can this be anything but a dream? No, it's this no. is not a dream. This, no, this no, is, no, no, no. This is our nightmare. It, 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 can we have him pull a Dallas from the 80s and wake up in the shower with Mary Jane in the bed and say, Honey, you know I had the damnedest dream. Uh, I was the CEO of Parker Industries. It seems like a damn dream. It does not seem like the Peter we know, nor the the uh, likely conclusion of him uh, getting a company that Doc Ock started, essentially. No, it's not. It does... It, 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 and... No, he was he, with the mind swap. Is it possible he still is trapped? You are, you are stretching. Like You're putting so much more effort into this than Dan oh Slott ever did. <laughs> you really are, dude. You have to understand this is this is a Spider-Man that Dan Slott and Nick Lowe and uh, and Axel Alonso. This is the one that they want us to enjoy. I mean, it's it's Which, too far because of the character. Because they didn't understand the character on basic fundamental levels to begin with, so they just figured, like Jason Aaron and Doctor Strange, throw it out. We'll just make some shit up. I, I like I, that, Doctor Strange. I know you I, did, and you're not perfect, and I still love you. No, I, I will say <laughs> this. That Doctor Strange is crap. I, I, I will. I will say this about Nick Lowe. I think he is the same type of editor that Axel Alonso was with JMS. Nick Lowe is letting him run hog wild and sitting back and letting Slot, the writer, dictate the character. Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, that's, a, that's his, yeah. yeah. As opposed to Wacker, who his, he had two jobs. Make sure the trains run on time and make sure he doesn't go too far off the reservation. And I, oh, think, and, and I, wonder, I wonder if... if I wonder if Nick Lowe at any point says no slot. That's too far. No, I, I don't. I don't get that impression though. For I think Zach I don't get that about either. that. I do not get that impression from Nick Lowe that he just kind of feels like oh whatever whatever slot one slot gets kind of thing. Nick He's Lowe, kind of a very you know. Nick Lowe is a weak editor. Mm. I think okay. he, I think that's been proven it, now. Mm. Issue number two, Ashley. Let's let's uh, sum it up and let's let's okay. hit it. Okay. 
So we open up on one of the, what was it, 47 buildings of Parker Industries, <laughs> Francisco, where he's at a very important meeting with the investors in the company. Now, they're angry, uh, justifiably, I believe, that Parker mm-hmm. Industries has fallen under the uh, under the radar of a terrorist syndicate, you know, from the Zodiac, from the previous um, the previous issue. Uh, Peter just brushes off their accusations, saying it's like, "Oh, I had to give all, I had to give them my webware thing because their lives are in danger." And oh, we 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 stopped them, but they still got away with the stuff. But we, you know, we stopped them. And he just really, uh, he brushes off their very, what I believe, are valid concerns here, and says, "Oh, I have a prior, I have a previous engagement," and then just cuts off the meeting. Um. I'm going to break tradition a little bit here, because I just, there's some things in here that I just can't let slide with going through with the summary. One, yeah. um, these are valid concerns. I don't know why he's suddenly just brushing them off like this. Is this supposed to be the dawn of our all-new, all-different Peter Parker, who's the CEO of his own company, and he's, you know, really brought this thing from the ground up? Well, well concerns are so responsible and adult, Ashley. Come on. Well, Excuse me, what do, I know? <laughs> <laughs> what do I know about running a company? Fair enough. No, no, he's taking such a blase approach to being the CEO here. Like, oh, oh, my investors, oh, what, how annoying. These, they're, they're just, you know, jabbering on about this, and they're being critical of me. Investors, right? Business. And we're just left the impression, with the impression that, uh, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, except when it comes to doing your job. <laughs> Second of all, if he has a previous engagement, why did he? Why didn't he just reschedule this meeting with the investors? This is obviously very important. This is something that was scheduled ahead of time. What? What's the passage of time here between when he surrendered the webware and then uh, in the previous issue, and when he has this meeting, and then he suddenly, which he suddenly cuts off. To go, um, you know, further into the, you know, the rest of the issue. I, I don't understand the timing there. It just seems, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. So, anyways, it took you out. Of yeah, it yeah. just seemed. It was just convenient. It was just for the sake of making a point about him blowing off his investors. So then he goes out and teams up with Hobie in the middle of the night, somewhere out in the middle of the ocean, to retrieve the webware, which he had a apparently had a. He tagged it with a one of his spider tracers. They have a conversation about this, which he's uh, he's redesigned the the spider tracer to you know be put on the commercial market, where it retails at forty nine ninety nine, low price there. And Hobie kind of you know faces him down, and talks straight with him, and says, "How much do they really cost?" And he's like, "Huh, sixteen twenty three." He's like, oh, people called, you know, just call me a crook. And Peter just laughs it off. So that kind of, that uh, brings me to my second little point here. Okay, so apparently he does care about, you know, the business part of his company, but only when it comes to turning a profit. And yet he, you know, he still feels compelled to neglect his investors. So that seems a bit incongruous to me. That's strike two. It's also a terrible representation of Parker's character. They escape detection here by uh, disguising under a, he has this, projects like this holographic humpback whale, which is kind of <laughs> interesting, I thought. <laughs> it was, mm. so lame. I thought it was kind of, 
I don't know. I like whales. So I thought it was cute. <laughs> okay. All right. I was one over with whales. I'm cheap. There's, a pro, there's your pro right you there. You must love Star Trek Four. Oh, God. Have you seen Star Trek Four? Oh, there's a bunch of whales. If you like whales, see Star Trek Four for crying. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No. Oh. Kappa so, watch it after whales. she's off tonight. <laughs> yeah, go, go watch Star Trek Four. It's You'll on Netflix. love it. <laughs> There you go. Oh, yeah. They, they put up this disguise and infiltrate the Zodiac base. They beat up some goons and come upon the leaders, um, Aquarius and Cancer, who have the web where they're attempting to, to um, decrypt it because he had his personal files on there, which it was okay to give surrender it because it was encrypted. And he thought it would buy them time so they wouldn't be able to access those files and they'd have the time they needed to go and uh, retrieve it. However, they're caught when uh, Aquarius actually happens to look up as they're sneaking in, which I thought that was a little clever there, because, you know, it's, you always think, oh, if only, why, do they, why do the villains never look up when they're right there on the ceiling? And they actually did, so, ha. And they're forced to spring into action. Aquarius manages to buy enough time to, um, somehow with the push of a button, forward all the files from, um, from Peter's webware that he'd encrypted, it gets forwarded to all of Zodiac, every base around the globe. Which, I mean, is this is just a nitpick? But who has? How many times do you like? Do you just press the send button on your computer when you're trying to send an email? That who just has a button? Like, yeah, this is the the forward the forward this particular file to every other base around the globe button. <laughs> She, um, yeah, she activates the emergency self-destruct, so they're forced to let the bosses get away while they flee the imminent explosion. And apparently they make up some excuse like, oh, they can't go after the, you know, the big bosses because they're, they only have room for two passengers. And, oh, they just happened to knock out two goons that they couldn't just leave there because Peter Parker is such a great guy and great upstanding guy. He can't leave them behind in the explosion. Which, this is like the one time it feels he's actually in character, but it's kind of at the cost of being um, kind of a tacked-on convenience, explaining, you know, why they had to let the bad guys get away. So then back in Shanghai, they break the news to Fury, to Nick Fury and Mockingbird, but it turns out that this was just part of the plan all along. They they counted on them forwarding uh, forwarding all the files to the rest of the Zodiac bases, and because of that, they were able to to locate and pinpoint all of and all the Zodiac bases around the world, which is what their original plan was from the start. Which one? How are they able to do this after losing, you know, the the Peter's webware? Unless he had installed like some kind of some kind of virus on there that would activate. I don't know. I guess I can just, I'll just sign that off to comic book technology and science there. <laughs> I really don't have a choice. And then two, if that was the plan all along, then why would they bother retrieving it in the first place? Which brings me back to the very beginning when this is the entire reason he blew off that apparently very important meeting with his investors. So not only was this, um, this, this issue an entire waste of time for us <laughs> as the reader, it was kind of just yep. a cover for him to, to just, to just say, sh- you know, F you to his investors. So that is strike three. And <laughs> what is out. So 
<laughs> and then on the last page, we're off the coast of Guatemala on Calhueco. Uh, I'm not. That sounds Cahueco, good. Off the coast of Guatemala. And we see some guy in a red suit coming up and buying Alexei the uh, the rhino's allegiance by returning his his long lost wife to him. I guess I don't. I'm not up to date with my lore on that. I, she it was like that was that before. was like that was like the one brand new verse story I liked. Yeah, the one okay. by Joe Kelly. Yeah, yeah, those were those issues were really mm-hmm. good. I didn't know if they'd been like separated or she'd been killed off. No, like, there there was an act. There was they managed to actually do a good story in brand new verse, and it was and it did involve the rhino and and Oksana, and it was very well done. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're back together, and like, what what happened to his wife again? Refresh me. She died. She was killed. So she, so she's back from the dead. Yeah. Huh? We and think. Says, I'll do anything you ask. Anything to be continued. Okay. So what's your grade? <laughs> we heard three strikes, so uh F out of Ashley, uh George plus. <laughs> Mike C not okay, Zach D F out of me. Uh, Douglas. Ooh. The eternally yeah. optimistic Douglas. Douglas. Says, I'll give you my comments. That means he didn't F. even like the cover. No, the cover's beautiful. Whoa, whoa, what? Cover's beautiful. So, so, why, so, so, but you're still giving it an F. Still giving wow. it an F. I, I hate it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's get some pros, Ashley. Do you have any pros? I do have some pros. Um, I think some of the technology is fun. Just seeing kind of the, the outlandish, you know, what inventions can he come up with? That's kind of. I've always enjoyed this little, I guess, sci-fi-ish pieces. I've always been a fan of sci-fi. So I like seeing the new technology they, that he adapts for each new situation. That's what, that was fun. That was enjoyable for me. That's that's actually my comp. I the the re, well I'm I'm breaking tradition, but let me explain so I can bounce off your point. It's okay I when Brad like, does it. The rest of us. Can that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the damn. Yeah, there you go. I don't like that he has an invention for every convenient plot twist. Oh no, yeah. Uh, I I can't. I let's break into here. Oh, this thing turns into a whale. Uh, uh, ha- let's hide. Let's uh, camouflage. Oh, I created this device. This should work. Oh, uh, the watch. You know, I, all this time I thought uh, uh, it'll just spread to all the other bases. Oh, that's convenient. Okay. All this shit is convenient, mm-hmm. and it's not logical. It's I've got a problem. I'll solve it with a, a mysterious device that I created at Parker Industries. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not natural. It's not how people act. If I've got a problem, I don't solve it by creating some new shit. Anyway, that's uh, all. This, that that was the main con for me out of this mm-hmm. book. That all the new inventions fixed all the damn problems mm-hmm. to progress the plot. The, it's, okay, it's, it's like the worst parts of the '90s again. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, I will say the, the to me for me if we're going on selling pros, the only true pros I think for me was one again the art. I still like I yeah. think Tim and Coley's still good. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I'm actually giving being generous and giving it a higher grade. Also, I did like sort of the cliffhanger ending involving the rhino because that kind of did pique my interest about who this guy, you know, the guy in the red suit is. I think I have an idea. I think it's Norman Osborne, actually. And, you know, and also the idea and I have an idea of what you know, but that that did pique my interest that led that last part. But yeah, those kind of my main those are my main two pro things and stuff about. Here's another question when you talk about the rhino. Yeah. 
because Lord help us if we try to go back for issue numbers. Oh, oh we gotta no, go no, back. I, I'm, look, I'm looking this up right now. When 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 did uh, the Rhino and Silver Sable it allegedly in, die? That was an end of the Earth. Yeah, I know, but what year? Oh, is 20, 20, 2012, I think. That was 2012. Yeah, okay. I think. So we got to go back three years mm-hmm. for that plot to be resolved, right? right? Yeah. Well, okay. or so we think. I mean, but you know, another another aspect of that is is that while I like the Rhino and Oxana story from way the hell back in the day, um, how long ago is that's that? Like 2010 or 2011. Yeah. It's, um, okay. I, but I don't trust Dan Slott at all to to deal with the with the subtlety and the intricacy. Dan Slott is a clumsy writer. Oh yeah, that, and I mean, he will I, I, ham hand this into the ground. Whereas it was previously told with care and skill. Uh, we we won't get any of that. We'll get a child hammering the wrong, you know, like a, a square block into a circle. No, oh, I mean, I, I'm pretty okay. confident this is not the real Oxana. I mean, just the way she looks in the, you know, she's not even hugging. No, him. yeah, that's, looks like I think that's why I think she's a life model decoy myself. Yeah, yeah. Twelve. Okay, look. I have one more I, pro. I, 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 Okay. Yeah, I, I threw us off. We really want to hit the pr- concept, yeah. but you know, let's yeah, like, like a the pro. pros. Like, one a, more pro. like a pro, baby. Go ahead. I think the framework and the structure was pretty solid. Like, I'd say the storyboarding was pretty on point as far as what happened in what order. It felt like it yeah. flowed really well. It's just that yeah. content was crap. Mm-hmm. I especially like the um the little cutaways with the commercials. I think that's kind of clever because it's a useful narrative device for just kind of filling us in on all the stuff that's um been happening in the background, like with what he's been developing in the company, uh, while you know without being too heavy on exposition. Okay, interesting. Just, yeah, interesting you say that because that actually is going to lead to one of my overall cons about this issue. Okay. Um, I think it was, Brad is okay if we go with yeah go ahead I I did it you okay can since I when I was reading this I had an epiphany about this and I'm sure some of you guys maybe spotted this too um, one of the questions I mean we were kind of asking is is I mean what what makes a Spider-Man comic a Spider-Man comic and I kind of realized that even though the title of this book is the Amazing Spider-Man that's not what Dan Slott is actually writing. He, what he's actually well, that writing was all through volume three. I know, but no, but what he's actually writing is his own version of Disney XD's Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Ah, uh, because yeah. think about it. I mean, because you've got. I mean, granted, he's Peter's not is uh, supposedly more mature, and there's and what have you, and a little bit more wit to the jokes. But I'm get, I'm getting that from yeah. Too, but yeah. I mean, because look at the look at the similar. There's a lot of similarities to this. First, you've got the fact that here he is. He's working with Shield and Nick Fury. He's partnered up with the Marvel Superhero of the Week, going after you know goofy, oddball villains that are normally part not part of uh, Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery. He's in this issue. He's wearing a new outfit and driving a new vehicle, which suspiciously looked like an advertisement for an action figure line. And um, also, the, we got the cutaways, you know, and like the, elect- the, and the electrical webbing <laughs> from last issue. Yeah, well, we got we got yeah. the, we've got the whole thing with the you know you got the faux uh, TV commercial for the for the um, spider tracers. You've got the you know goofy flashbacks about oh here's how this technology works and everything. But the only mm-hmm. thing the only difference here is that one he does not break the fourth wall. There are no chibis involved, and the Sam Na- Alexander Nova is nowhere to be found. But, but it, yeah, it's pretty much it's it's essentially his own version of 
of Ultimate Spider of the Ultimate Spider Man cartoon at this point. It's, it's a little older Spider Man, yeah. yeah. It's just he's not in high yeah, he's just the only difference he's not in high school and everything. But it's the aesthetics yeah. are the same. I'll give you mm-hmm. that. I'll give you that. Okay, uh, any other pros? Artwork cover, those I, are great. I liked seeing uh, Spider-Man and Hobie fight side-by-side side and beat a little ass, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't... It's still... It's taken away the one-man band of Spider-Man, It is, though. it is. But, I, I mean, yeah. at least... But I like Hobie, and I like seeing Spider-Man beat ass. I didn't like the banter in some of the parts where Spider-Man's like, look out, here comes Spider-Man and his amazing Spider-Armor, pew, pew, pew. That was... That was oh yeah, that no. was off the wall, Awful. stupid. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the artwork is is okay. There was less old man pelvis. There was one shot, you know, when they're jumping down from the <laughs> from the roof, where it was pretty prevalent there. You know, you had big old man pelvis. Um, <laughs> I, see the pelvis. I did I've never uttered that phrase. The man I pelvis. I did the old man pelvis. It's very specific. Oh, yeah, it there's... is a geriatric man's pelvis. Um, and uh, I did like the the main villain boss seeing them on the roof. I thought that was actually kind of funny. Uh, but, I mean, this still doesn't feel like Peter Parker. It still doesn't feel like Spider-Man. Um, and it's just, it's why I graded, I still graded as low as I did. There was one moment. Remember last moment with the altruistic, looking out for every man, Peter Parker. I want to heal the world. I want to build the mm-hmm. future. I'm only making as much money as a middle manager. Aren't I so freaking awesome? Hang on, let me polish my halo. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, like, oh, hey, we're... It costs sixteen twenty three to make this. But yes, yes. When, when he tells yes, bucks. when he tells Hobie retail price forty nine ninety nine for these spider tracer things, and you know it's smart to sell the spider tracer technology so that all of his enemies now can know how to beat that. Way to go, Peter. <laughs> um, you know he tells Hobie retails for four, you know fifty bucks, and then Hobie's like, how much do they really cost? And he says sixteen twenty three. Hey, way to stick it to the little man, Peter. Mm-hmm. And just, just take that dialogue Mr. there, take that conversation, and put it next to the previous issue where he's announcing the Uncle Ben Foundation. Yeah, Mr. Altruistic, <laughs> Uncle Ben, less fortunate people. What a bunch <laughs> of crap. St. Peter version 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. George, did did the I've got an invention for every uh, problem I've got. Did that stick out at you, too? Oh, yeah. It, no, it, it, really, always, it really did me. I mean, that what I took it down to I always hate that shit. I hate any time he puts on, he hate puts on goddamn armor. Anytime oh. he, he uh, like, when he wore that freaking neon suit or whatever. Remember back when Tron was out? Who was he <laughs> fighting? Hobgoblin <laughs> with the plus five fire sword? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Actually, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I like the Tron suit. I thought it looked cool because I like Tron. Well, there, there you go. That's why they keep doing this crap. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Thanks for being part of the problem. Anytime. And uh, but no, yeah, it's our female guest asshole. Be- because because look you at can some. Give me a raise at any time. Look at some of the greatest. Nice. Look at smartass. Look at some of the greatest stories ever told in Spidey's history, and he, look at how much he accomplished with just his powers and a web shooter and and his and his quick thinking. Exactly. Now it's like now it's like he's he's, he's like he's like Batman and Tony. He's like a pastiche now of Batman and Tony Stark. He's like a high tech MacGyver. Imagine Spider-Man going up the, against a juggernaut. Now, I think he would have something that would make him way 
uh, he'd put a thing on his back and make the juggernaut weigh so much he couldn't move. He'd have special web shooters that would be armor filled with adamantium or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the fight. The f- he 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 would not be able to fight him just with his bare hands and drop a building on him or whatever. Uh, the, the fight would uh, go on for like less than a page and let him get to the next press conference with his what, fight. What, what really exactly. got and he'd have people with him to what help. What really him. got me is is this thing is that. It, I mean, this is this comic was also really got to the point where this is really, yeah, he looks like this looks like Spider Man. He sounds like Spider Man, but is it really Spider Man? I mean, because you could have no. substituted Spider Man out of this story and put some other tech based hero in this, and it would have been in the, pretty much the same. Even even in the Rhino Silver Sable flashback, he's still wearing goddamn armor. Mm-hmm. That's a different version. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're beating me over the goddamn head. With all the green neon shit, all all the armor, it's not it's not Spider Man anymore. It's like we're we're just expe- expected to accept that fact and give it a give it a, a four out of five like CBR and have Marvel write the review for us. Mm-hmm. You, you know what this reminds me of? Remember what? in uh, Batman Forever oh, and geez. Batman and Robin, they they basically were like make as many costumes as humanly possible because we need to sell toys. Mm-hmm. This is what this feels like in the comic book, but a comic book version of that. Next yeah. issue will have uh, will have nipples on the on the on the armor. Absolutely. Spider. So, uh, any other cons? Yes. Um, okay. Go my ahead. I don't I don't think I got to do my cons. Well, I did some as I was going through the summer, but yeah, you were pretty. Uh, get them in, get them in when you can. Yeah. <laughs> no, the ones that I set aside special for the end here. Like first of all, nice. just the characters are just atrocious. Like first, we had the side characters that are constantly disrespecting him and just taking a massive dump on him the entire time, just like rolling their eyes, like "Oh, how stupid Peter is! Oh, he said something stupid. Let's just constantly put him down." It makes him look even more incompetent, whiny, juvenile. And I just keep thinking every time I see him interact with something, it's to someone. It's just so unpleasant. It's just this. Like and we had this in the first issue too, where Mockingbird's just like, "Oh my god, you're so annoying." I have, she says, "Like I know 14 different ways to kill you." I'm like, "What is supposed to be likable about this interaction here? There's no camaraderie. There's no chemistry. <coughs> there's nothing. It's just mean spirited." And Avengers. Mm-hmm. That's and then that's about. nothing to speak of, um, of you know, Spidey himself. It's not only does he fail, you know, the original standards that, you know, he's been held up to. We've said time and time again, this isn't him, this isn't Peter, this isn't Spider-Man. He's failing his, um, he's not doing much to honor the new premise either, where he's, you know, this on-track, you know, CEO with a global presence. I just constantly see him shirking the responsibilities that come along with that. So where, mm-hmm. so we, we both, we have... Neither the Spider-Man that you know we've kind of that's kind of been built up over the past several decades, but neither do we have the Spider-Man that we were, um, you know, that we we're promised, I guess, with this new reboot. And he just seems to me to be the same immature cop-out that he's been since the last number one. Mm-hmm. And second of all, the entire premise of this issue not only were we essentially told that it was. It was a waste of our time. That uh, oh, we didn't have to do this to begin with. This mm-hmm. just the whole oh, going into an underwater base and then it explodes and they 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 have to escape in this you know their escape pod. It feels so old and cliche. Like I literally just watched this. You know, I was watching that new Scooby Doo show on Netflix, The Mystery Incorporated. <laughs> they literally had the same concept in an episode. 
<laughs> probably where Schlott got it from. Yeah. Uh, and so just, just, wow. just, just boo. Boo. That's my last word on <laughs> well, don't oh, beat around the bush, uh, actually. Uh, Tell uh, us how uh, you really feel. Uh, <laughs> just wait till we get to number three, because I'm about to, like, rip this thing into an asshole. Oh, wow. What? So, whoa, hey, there's another tease. Zach, you tease machine. Yeah. Uh, uh, any other co- cons? Everything. This thing. Just, okay. Uh, uh, you, you know, uh, volume four sucks. <laughs> Another con out of me. Oh no, that, that was on twenty nine nine. The cover was thin, thinner than the inner pages. Mm. I think that was Spider Man twenty nine nine number one that I noticed. Mm-hmm. That on. I take that back. Uh, to put it in perspective, um, uh, that negative Sp- Spider Man uh, website called SpiderManCrawlspace dot com. Andrew liked this issue a lot and gave it an A. Mm. So we're not all negative on our site. Andrew g- definitely gave it an A. So that's the polar opposite of me. Um, Let's see. Uh, Superior Spider Talk gave this one a B, which is an 8. Newsarama gave this one... uh, What did they give it? They gave it 8 out of 10. That's essentially a B. (laughs) Uh, CBR gave it 4 out of 5 stars, which is a B. So... um, According to, let me read some more CBR quotes. Amazing Spider-Man number two is a real pleasure, one that can have a character concerned for his own well-being while making sure that the unconscious bad guys get rescued from a base that's going to be destroyed. Slot has been writing Amazing Spider-Man for a while now, and this issue is a reminder not to take his presence here for granted. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? That means don't take for granted that we have Dan Slot every month. Is what I'm ta- taking. Oh that. God. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Like, like he's, like he's the oil now. Like he's some sort of natural resource. Like Dan Slott's <laughs> water that we we can't live without. What the hell? Can't CBR? live without my Sorry, once he's Slott. gone. Oh, yeah. All low resources Dan Slott Spider-Man will be... like the oxygen we breathe. Uh, kiss well, my yeah. ass. This, 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 kiss my is... dimpled ass. <laughs> the sad thing is, is if you listen to Crawl Space like circa 2006, 2007. Oh, yeah. Me, me and Brad Douglas were like, let's get slot. Let's get slot. Let's get slot. I want to go gouge the Zack Joyner of that era's eyes out right now. <laughs> and the Human Torch was a great miniseries. We need that guy. Uh, amazing. Uh, back to CBR's quote. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a strong oh. issue. That's a good jumping on point for those have, that have been holding back. After one issue? Oh. You were holding back for one issue? <laughs> Go home, CBR, you're drunk. CBR, oh you're my drunk. God. <laughs> CBR's drunk. This is this not is need to be your introduction to the character. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, what, what, here, this is a question. If this is your introduction to the character, what do we know about this Peter Parker? He's a jackass. He's a rich jackass. That gouges customers, <laughs> and he has a solution for every and problem. And no one around him respects him. It's exactly. like we live on a planet that's full of crazy people, and we're like on Sane Island. I know. I know. I the know. one good I mean, thing I... he does in that issue where he does go back and save those two goons they knocked out, that was, it felt, I felt like it was completely undercut by how convenient it was. Like, oh, that we only have two seats. You know, we can only take two passengers with us, and we just happen to knock out only two of the, you know, of the baddies there. So we can't go after the, the, uh, the bosses because of that. It just felt so contrived that it really undercut what was supposed to have been, um, uh, I guess, kind of a a, a plus for his character there. 
which had already been undercut by, you know, his, his what his uh stepping out, uh, blowing off his investors in the very start of the issue, and then what he said to Hobie about about uh the price of his, the spider tracers. Yeah. I almost died a little inside, but then I remembered this isn't Peter Parker. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just off the mm-hmm. rails, man. It's off the so, rails. Zach, uh, any other co- comments on two before we move to three? No, no. But you comments. know, I, right. you know what I think, Brad? Maybe disconnect yeah. here. Um, between us and every other site out there, especially CBR, who's I, I, I would I like I said I, I assume Marvel's just writing them for them and, and giving them the post. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't think these reviewers look at it from the same prism as we do. What's our, our prism? prism is is having fifty our years? Prism, yeah, our prism is having decades of familiarity with the character. I think most yeah. of these reviewers are just like, you know, they're like hipster level people who, you know, read it at Starbucks and are like, okay, yeah, he's got some cool shit he's doing. Okay. But Ashley is a new reader and she's well, not. No, it's it. because Ashley is smart and, and, and story's important. I mean, just, <laughs> but, even, I don't know, holding people to their word and, you know, I don't know, some kind of yeah. value here. I don't know. But to this new generation, and Ashley, you're kind of an anomaly, to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. I know it. Um, <laughs> you know, history and story—they don't matter anymore. As just of responsibility. Yeah, none of that is important anymore. It's like a millennial mindset. Don't get me know? started on that. And and it's like so. I think that's I think that's the disconnect. We understand that the at at its core, Spider-Man is about responsibility, mm-hmm. and it always has been. It always should be. Marvel. Marvel and, the, and like the new millennial age, they just don't give a shit about – because it's so boring. Responsibility sucks. And this is, this is what drew me to the character to begin with, a character who sticks to yeah. his values, always believes in doing the right thing. And especially – I don't know. I don't want to get drawn into some conversation about, oh, the state of the world right now. We won't get into that. I won't make y'all suffer through that. But um, it just – this should be like kind of – my uh, like, like like a refuge for me that this is where Spider Man is. I feel like you know the one person kind of still upholding those values when I feel like people around me are letting them slide in favor of just this 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 nonchalant tolerance. Like oh yeah, do whatever you want as long as you're happy, as long as you're not hurting anyone. You know you're not you're not in jail, so you're not you know you're not going to jail. You're not killing anyone. You should just do whatever the heck you want. And no, no, this, this is, it it may shock you to learn, Ashley, that there was a time in this character's history when this character could be looked upon by readers to all, you know, to do the right thing and always be kind of an example. I mean, like reading Spider-Man in the eighties, Brad, he was, he was someone you you Mm. kind of wanted to be, you you looked up to be in this guy, you know, and you rooted rooted for him him and he was, he was a good guy. The Spider-Man of today is a douchebag. Oh yeah. What? I mean. Are we all not rooting for Parker Industries to oh, fail? Actually, oh yeah, we're just because we don't want this to be the norm. Yeah, we're of this counting character. the day. We're just count. I'm count literally counting the days when this thing, when this, um, when this little exactly. em- corporate empire is about to collapse. Because you know it's going what to. Are, but the thing point. is, is you can't come back from this now. Peter Parker no. isn't just a guy from New York anymore. He's got to be. Dreaming, now he's dude. like global. Everyone on the effing planet knows who the hell he yes. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't oh, know he's yeah. Spider-Man, but they know his name now. He's huge. He's a celebrity. 
Mm-hmm. This is a bigger problem than we had with the mind wipe. Mm-hmm. It it kind of is, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a similar version of a mind wipe, like him revealing his identity. I mean, only an idiot would not connect Spider Man with Peter Parker. Now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, especially since he's doing the poor man's Tony Stark, which Stark. you know, which is which is every other character at effing Marvel right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, especially that you know, with the whole Spidey's my bodyguard kind of. I mean, come on, come on, my God, come on! This is terrible. This is horrible. Awful, awful. Okay, uh, issue number three. Oh, uh, Zach, take us through this. All one. right, so we, uh, all right, we have the cover with the Human Torch and Spider-Man and Parker Industries. Uh, Parker, Parker, we open up with the Zodiac and the Gemini giving the daily horoscope because that's how you want to open an issue. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. we then cut to New York where J. Jonah Jameson's acting like a like a dithering jackass instead of actually being a reporter. He's acting like a tabloid reporter. Talking about how he's been a father to the boy. Wow, it's fair to say I taught him everything he knows. Like, what a douche. Well, well he did pay for his murder defense, as we, <laughs> as we, as we learned in Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, okay, there's, 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 there's J.J. Jameson that's, that's, you know, stoic but quiet about it. When he quiet about his his affection for Peter Parker, this is like a slobbering love affair with Peter Parker. It's just it's it's pathetic. Well, he's being the hypocrite because remember he's the guy who who ruined Peter's uh, jo- photojournalism career or something in the most ridiculous way, you know. So there he is again. So and we got some yes. crazy. So then, wow. so then, okay, we we then cut okay. to. Peter Parker introducing the Baxter building as the new headquarters for Parker Industries in New York. Okay. Which makes you wonder why Anna Maria and Sajani had to leave. <laughs> yeah. And go to London. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Alright, so so he calls it a fixer upper making a joke. So instead of being, you know, Peter Parker who actually gives a shit about people, he, he this Peter Parker decides not to even attempt to call Johnny Storm and say, hey, I'm buying your old building. No, we have Johnny Storm completely fly off the handle, literally. He's in a bar, getting getting snocker drunk, and he decides, I'll fix her up or I'll fix you up. So the entire premise of the issue is basically a glorified fight. And during this fight, we get a callback to Amazing Spider-Man number one with a glass plexi tube that, that Spider-Man was trapped in in the very first issue. He, uh, Peter uses that same trap to lure in Johnny. Needless to say, they actually, they actually say a fight like 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 this is a a a, a uh, this Street is Marvel video. This yeah. is Marvel versus Capcom. They go yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we, we cut over to with the, the over to the East China Sea because we actually because because we got we got not not Nick Fury and Mockingbird teaming up because now and the Zodiac decide to make their attack. Peter is too busy fighting with Johnny Storm to focus on anything that the Zodiac is doing. And Peter, you know, decides to calm him down by giving him a tour. <laughs> it gets better. That's hysterical. It gets better. Hey, 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 quit throwing punches. Look, this is where we put this furniture. Yeah. Uh, this is where we're keeping the oh, best. This, has, this, this is, has one of the most egregious uh, examples of uh, Cam and Coley's old man pelvis, by the way. 
What what panel? What, what panel? Uh, the panel right bu- right above the the panel right where they the where they say fight. <laughs> okay, let me. George, I don't okay. Oh, when he's coming down and Johnny's in like a trap. Yeah, when he's pressing the cage and he's and it just, he's just coming down. Like it looks like he's in. wearing Depends. <laughs> <laughs> and like he's got like he's had hip surgery or something like. Where that. he's hanging upside. No, down. where he's where he's no. when he's when he says hold on, he's on the right side and and torches on the left. Wow. Side. Whoa, 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 that's old man pelvis. That's so, so, so anyway, we go to the we go to the head office. <laughs> we go to the head office, and none other than Harry freaking Osborne. Is running, or excuse me, I'm sorry, it's not Harry Osborne. It's, it's Harry Harry Layman now. The fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. Not, not, didn't like that surprise? Oh, hell no. It's uh, Harry, Harry Lyman, by the way, not Harry Layman. Oh, okay, Lyman, I'm sorry. Lyman. All right, so then we get, we take, <laughs> we take Johnny to the garage where P- Peter proceeds to show him his brand new tricked out spider mobile. Johnny loses his shit again because he built a spider mobile without him. During this period of time, we have we have Spiral coming back because Slot needs to make some money. Uh, we cut cut back to the back to China where Mockingbird and Fury are fighting the Zodiac and Zodiac or this nefarious plot that I really don't give a shit about is continuing on. Spiral then uses his his suit to um, immobilize Peter and Johnny. Johnny Peter uses the the wreckage around him to change into Peter Parker, and kind of somewhat scold Clayton for using his using his uh, abilities. We then finally get to the the part that Peter actually wanted Johnny to see, which is the front of the building, the main lobby, which actually has a statue made by Alicia Masters, Masters of the Fantastic Four and family. See anything wrong with that statue? Um. Yeah, Valeria Collard Franklin. Yep, the younger. <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh, basically, Peter then explains that he bought the he bought the Baxter Building so that way, when the Fantastic Four eventually do come back, which we know, we now know for sure that they're not that Reed and Sue are gone somewhere, that that they can um, that they if can they have the building. If they ever get missing Secret Wars to tell us, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so it's staying with family. So obviously, this entire plot is com- completely hinges on the fact that we have a hunk of rock. And then everything's all better. Everything's a-okay. Like, the hell is this? And then we have Harry being a jackass. Okay, so 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 Johnny's basically running down. Okay, you hired Clash, one of Spidey's old bad guys that nobody had heard of, heard of three years ago. You have the guy who was a Green Goblin's kid and a Green Goblin himself. And and the way that Johnny's like like pointing at him is like, and I was a Green Goblin myself. <laughs> Uh, it's like it's like fuck you. I'm sorry. <laughs> what four times now? Wow. I'm sorry. I, I told you guys I was going to lose my shit on this. <laughs> but but okay. We didn't have Harry serving drinks, giving uh, Peter Peter and Johnny non-alcoholic drinks, and and. and and Harry's drinking beer. Now I I will say this. I'm glad to see that the cornrows are back. Yeah, he didn't shave it off. Yeah, he, I'm, he did. We then have when he left. we then cut to um to the plot of next <laughs> issue, which is in Africa, and we have Hush. I mean, I'm sorry, Norman Osborn <laughs> show up. 
So now we have Norman. After Norman apparently uh, cut his face off like uh, the Joker. Yep. Oh. yep. He is now Hush from Batman. So remember, if he bonus points, if he makes his face look like Peter Parker's, just like Hush made his face look like Bruce Wayne's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be, that would be no, no, call me Tommy Elliott. <laughs> yeah. How did he find a purple coat? Okay, like okay, that? okay. This is the other thing. Bruce Banner's selling. His, Bruce Banner's got the. Pants. No, no, no. This is this is the stupidest thing. You have a oh, camo shirt on. This. Yeah. You have a camo shirt on. Why the fuck would you be wearing a purple vest over it? <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> it doesn't even match. No. It's like a clash. Oh wait, that's another villain. I don't want to uh, be seen. Kinda. <laughs> I want to blend in, sort of. The sad thing is, is the purple is camo too. Yeah, no. Where does that even work? You, you you know he's going for the Green Goblin look is what they're doing, but it just comes off it's stupid. Dumb. It's dumb. Maybe okay. it's his no. maybe it's his new design. You know, like how we've been doing the redesigns with oh, with the Spider Woman. I don't. Superman. I don't think that's actually the new look for the Green Goblin. I don't think that's actually Norman Osborn because it only he only addresses him as Mister Osborn. So I'm thinking this could be Gabriel Stacy. Oh, God. stop. Dan Slott doesn't give a shit about Gabriel Oh, Stacey. you'd be surprised. Look, dude, this guy is bringing back, you know, freaking okay. the Zodiac guys, okay? So right. he'll, he'll do something like this. Okay, I, mean. I don't think that this is the same guy from the end of number two with the rhino, though. No. Because, no, it's not. No, because, no, no, it's because, not. No. Because that guy wasn't wearing a ring, and 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 they want to, they want you to know notice for sure that Norman is wearing oh, yeah, a giant the skull, ass ring. The skull, the skull rain thing on there, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, but but I kind of I'm kind of getting the feeling here that this is supposed to be like the fit that he want that you you're supposed to think this is Norman Osborn, and it could what? be very well be, but obviously what, there's a what? reason why he's got the face is bandaged. So. What I t- well the re- what I take from the face bandages is that you know he he had his uh, white trash you know trucker. Yeah, <laughs> taken off of him from uh, superior from the end of Superior from and Goblin Nation, and he changes his face again. Yeah, and and, and, and now he has the Joker's face. Or, or yeah, or like we're thinking, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put past a lot if this is actually Norman Osborn that he has Peter Parker's face now. Oh my! God. I wouldn't put it past stop, him. To do this. Stop! Stop! Make it stop! Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so let me get into my my thoughts on this. Well, we haven't. Well, what, we, we haven't. You haven't given uh, him a link review. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! A minute. Maybe maybe uh, Peter Parker is Norman Osborn in this oh verse. God. Stop! 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 <laughs> maybe they swap bodies stop. and minds. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. Okay, so that. well, I guess we need to give our grades first. Yeah, yeah. What's your grade? F. F. This up the ass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Oh my God. All right, uh, George. Oh no, this is an F. <laughs> Ashley, I'd say D. It didn't offend me as much as the others, but I honestly stopped reading halfway through and just skipped to the end. So C minus, I'll make it a D minus. D minus, okay. And Mike, C minus. And again, yeah. it's just only because of the Camincoli's art stuff. Uh, a D plus out I'm of me. Sorry, but Camincoli's art couldn't save this 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 <laughs> abortion of a book. Oh my god! Oh my god! D plus. <laughs> No amount uh, of old purple. man pelvis could pull this one out of the front. <laughs> <laughs> Not even some metamucil could help. Uh, uh, pros, let's list what we like. The art. 
The art. I thought the statue. I, like, th- I thought the tribute to the the statue of the Fantastic Four thing was. Yeah, I like the that. Was, that was good. I like the reason why he initially purchased it. It felt in line with his character. You know what's left of it. Just um, it, it was. I feel like it was in the spirit of the old Peter Parker. I, I agree with that, but the, here's here's my here's my issue with that. This should have been handled with a simple effing phone call. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This that's then that's. He says, like, oh, see, if you walked in through the lobby like a normal person, it would have saved us trouble. I'm like, well, if you had called him, or even if on your little, uh, your TV premiere, if you'd said something sensitive about, like, oh, in the memory of the Fantastic Four, exactly. it would have been that easy. So don't get off your bullshit there. Like, oh, see if you're a new person. A, a pro out of me, I kind of like the re- role reversal of the torch and the plexiglass mm-hmm. homage no, that, that, to number that's one. That's just continuity porn, Douglas. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I got off on it. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I liked it. I regret waking up today. <laughs> I I liked it. I don't know why I liked it, but I oh. did. You don't need to know but, why you liked it. But, uh, what else did I like? Anybody else? Go ahead. Crickets. Okay. I like the cover. That's about it. Great. Yay, I like the, <laughs> the scene where he, uh, he was talking to Johnny, and he said, uh, your best friend doesn't know your real identity, and no, just That here. was actually, I mean, that was kind of amusing, because like, actually Johnny's like, meeting Harry for the first time, essentially, and his reaction to it. That was actually... Ever met Harry Osborn? I don't think I don't think he has. That's weird. I, yeah, I think I don't think he has actually met Harry Osborn before. This. Yeah. I, not, not, no. Yeah. I will. Uh, I will say I another. Another. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Mike. Go ahead. Oh no 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 no! I'm 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 finished. Okay. Yo. I, I I do like Zodiac as a villain group, although they're so they're so incidental and tertiary to what the hell's going on. At, you know, which is we're, they're supposed okay. to be like the main kind of focus, but. It's like Peter's more worried about anything that's not Zodiac. Well, in this issue, uh, Zodiac was discount Cobra. To uh, I mean, because yeah, yeah, but I mean, they do it well, and they're doing it stylishly. Oh well, there's a point. I've got a a, a little issue with them a little bit, which we will get into. So. But score. I mean, like I, I just like I've always liked Scorpio and and Zodiac, and and they haven't been used uh, as properly since since they were first introduced way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yes, God. Those Nick Fury stories, and then you found out that, you know, the original Scorpio, and I don't think this Scorpio is the same guy anymore. No. Uh, This is all new. Nick Fury's freaking brother. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was so much drama in those old Storenko stories, man. It was always so great. I'm sorry. Showing my age. Let's go. uh, I don't think we have any any more pros. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, cons. Okay, was that was that fight not forced or what? Okay, oh this, what, what, I'll um, let me ask you guys this question: Who is the rifle? Who should be the rifle owner of the Baxter Building? Johnny Storm and, and Ben Grimm. Exactly. Well, we, so how is the you Baxter think Building that would up? Be in the will. How is the Baxter Building up for sale? We don't know. Well, I guess because we'll find Secret out when Secret because Wars Secret Wars isn't ends. over yet. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, so that to me was the biggest sticking point, and I even got into a little tussle about Dan Slott over on the CBR forums over this. Shocking. Because I was, oh, of, of yeah, course, you did. 
Oh yeah, because I mean, I just simply I asked a question because shouldn't Johnny be the, as the as um, the next of kin be the owner of the Baxter Building? So why didn't Peter go? So why does he no longer have it? And he says, "Oh well, if you ignore," and, he, and basically the response was, "Well, if you ignore that little detail, you're not going to have any fun with this issue." So that's the only what basically you don't what? need to think. That that's the only that, that, that's that's what that statement all yes, says. That's oh yeah, exactly. Not to use exactly. your brain. Oh, so that's what my problem's been this whole time. I'm thinking. We're, anal- <laughs> we're actually analyzing the issues instead of instead of just enjoying the ride. Enjoy the ride. Don't you? Exactly. Why can't you enjoy my genius, you jackass? Don't look. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Exactly. Don't look how sausage is made. Just enjoy what I put down on the page and <laughs> lap it up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. She's even choking on that. I mean, that, we're all are. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that. To me, that was the one. I mean, that point, and to me, I mean, it seems like a picky and detail, but it's really not because it goes to the heart of what the whole story is. Because the whole story is Peter buys the Baxter Building and Johnny gets mad. But if we don't know why the Baxter Building was up for sale in the first place, then. How are we supposed to understand Johnny's whole motivation for getting upset and why the Baxter building means so much to him and what happened to the Fantastic Four? Are they dead? Are they mess- Are they just in another dimension? We don't know. And that's that to me was kind of like to me that that's the real basic crust of the problem with the story is that we don't really understand the con- full context of what took place in between those eight months or so between you know. Again, partly it's not necessarily Slat's fault because we still don't know what happened with Secret Wars. Yeah. Ah, fa- found the post where Dan Slot replied yeah. to Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you wrote, quote, not only that, but at, uh, but it's been pointed out, Johnny is now the legal owner of the Baxter Building, so how did it wind up for sale at auction in the first place without his knowledge or consent? Dan Slot wrote, if you look for the wrong in a story, you'll find mm-hmm. it. Same happens when you try to look for the right. Mm-hmm. If you go if you go along for the ride, you'll have fun. If you try to figure out why the ride isn't matching up with the minutia, or the worse, minutia. your own pe- uh, <laughs> a building worth tens of millions of dollars, you, or worse, your own pet theories and headcanon, you won't have fun. <laughs> oh it's that simple. Unless, of course, you're the kind of fan who's happiest when they're trying to prove that something's wrong. Okay, okay. Basically, again, blah blah so blah. Just, it's it's just admitted Mike. that Mike was right. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He basically said that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Because he says if you're, he's actually he's admitting that. Yeah, that is a little plot hole thing. But just ignore the plot hole. They'll just a- ignore my bad writing and enjoy my good writing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and don't think. I'm basically, saying... it sounds like that that um, is something that he didn't think of. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, three months from down the road, there'll be some throwaway line. Yeah, there'll the be some best sort of explanation. Yeah, <laughs> some absolutely. sort of explanation. What were right. you going to say, Ashley? Uh, I've exchanged notes with my ex-roommates that were less passive-aggressive than that. Jesus. And it seems Dan Slott is just fighting with people on this uh, discussion thread over on CBR. Shocking. Uh, uh, XMLXX Man says, I prefer stories where details central to the story are thought of and worked out, and it shows attentiveness. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Slot replies by saying, quote, there's no story in the world where you can't dissect it, poke it, prod it, and sift through it long enough till you find a flaw or something that you can interpret as a flaw. It can't be done. I'm addressing the, that's not addressing his point. That's just yeah. Well, that's how Dan Slot argues with people, though, actually. Uh, yeah, understand oh, yeah, I got a great dose of that today. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> a little, a little. Uh, I, he um. Sour. He he also fights a bit with uh, Mr. Cheese. Mm-hmm. 
from, from our uh, from our forum. Uh, let's see here. Is he still there? I haven't really seen him much. Yeah, he posted the other day. Cheese Dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, he posted the other day. Okay. That he he uh, she, she says, off the top of my head, limited Spider-Man runs with good internal storytelling consistency. The Stern JRJR run. And then Dan gives him a slot from Roger Stern that says, quote, the only way the writers were able to keep that marriage going on the printed page for as long as they did was by changing who Pete and Mary Jane were by turning them into different people. That's a quote from Roger Stern, what Dan quote Dan Slot quoted. And then Dan wrote, guess that means you're in the anti-marriage camp now. Ooh, they're not letting you back into the Spider-Man crawl space now. That's a quote from Mr. Slot taking a shot right at us. All right. Oh, well. Very nice. Well, here, I, you know, speaking of him taking a shot at us, I'm about to, di- yeah. I'm about to tear, tear his Harry Osborn bullshit a new one. Because, All right, let's hear it. Because let's, I, these are your cons. Let's hear your cons. Uh, my, my con is, okay, you brought back Harry Osborn in 2007. What the hell has he accomplished since he's been back? He had a kid. Yeah. He knocked up, he knocked up a chick. Yeah, he's been married a couple more times. Yeah, well, we we that we never saw before. They just suddenly appeared. He, yeah, Hollywood he, bad boy Harry Osborn. Oh yeah, he he gets drawn like James Franco. He we waited a year and thirty six issues to get the explanation as to how he's alive, and it was so underwhelming that I think I went on a, a similar rant back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to denigrate this Ditko character. To being a glorified effing secretary is just mind-bogglingly stupid. This is a character that deserves so much better. And the, and the jackassy, to steal George's phrase, uh, clicking on the tongue and, and doing the double point at you like, yeah, that was a former Green Goblin too. F you. you the, one of the greatest death stories <laughs> of all time. Mm-hmm. Spec 200, yeah. Of yep. all time with, with a, a supervillain. To just piss on it, the way <laughs> Dan Slott is doing with with making denigrating this character to a glorified. Let me. Um, no offense to secretaries. I, I I know a couple that I work with a couple. They're fantastic with what, what they do. But basically, making this character who has so many layers and so much richness, to making him a secretary, is just utterly and and utterly wrong. Well, what, would you rather he just stayed away? Absolutely. From yeah. Well, what got me is this is the fact that was his whole thing about the uh, name change. All says, "Oh, I changed my name to my uh, mother's maiden name, so people wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't associate me with uh, Norman Osborn." Well, fat chance of that. You now look like your dad again, as opposed to when you looked like a Walter White from Breaking Bad. But. Um, but yeah, the, yeah. The voice of the character isn't even the same. No. He was confident when he returned, and he's very uh, just. He's backer Dave now. He's backer Dave from The Punisher. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah well, he's, he's awkward. It, it just mm-hmm. oh yeah. He's trying like, way too hard. It seems like he's trying. Maybe that could be the intention that he's trying way know. too hard to be like oh I'm. I'm Mr. Cool Guy or something, or what, you know, I, running the running I'm the. I'm Mr. White Christmas. This is yeah. this is the other thing. If you. How many times have we seen it since since Big Time? And I'm going to say since Dan Slott's run in Big Time. How many times have we seen Harry Osborn? Probably five. Mm-hmm. So this is supposed to be, oh, hey, look here, it's Harry, it's Harry Osborn. It's like you haven't seen this guy in freaking forever. He had one appearance in Volume 3. Mm-hmm. That was it. 
And it was a, it, he was he was looking like Walter White, like a like a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, Walter White looks look, doesn't look like a douchebag. Walter White looks cool. No, Walter, yeah. White, Walter White looks cool, but but make, making Harry Osborn look like Walter White's a douche. No, yeah, that's that's a douchey thing to do. Yeah, yeah it, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it just to, this to me was like, are you effing kidding me? And then on top of that, you have Hush, aka Norman Osborn. The f <laughs> is this? I mean, come on. Let's oh, there's him Hush Goblin. Hush, oh, there was some Hush Goblin's perfect. Somebody actually made a really good point on the message boards about that last panel. About did anyone catch the note notice? The point about where the uh, the uh, generic dictator uh, warlord guy basically tells Norman Osborn how everyone knows that Parker Industries supplies weapons to Shield. Mm. Wait a minute. Okay, so back. Wait a minute. So Peter Par- Parker's com- Peter Parker, the guy who you know doesn't want to have anybody harm anybody on his watch. His company is making weapons. Okay, yeah, yeah. so either that makes him a massive hypocrite or the most clueless CEO ever. If they, he doesn't realize that Shield is actually, you know, making weapons for you know these insurgents or something, I guess. But I, re- I also read some criticism of that scene set in Africa it looks a bit racist. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen that online what? too. Because uh, because the, because what it's basically is implying here that Peter is the white guy trying to interfere with the African. Um, he's the great white hope coming into Africa, you know, and also the fact that he's kind of ignoring the um, sovereignty by basically, oh yeah, because his business just happens to be, just show up there without any kind of permission. How is this racist? Because it's portrayed that because it was, I I read that it was stereotypical. Yeah, because it's portrayed Oh, F because that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. F that. Dude, this is straight up. This is the guy who reminds me of Edie on Main for crying out oh, loud. Yeah. That, well, that's why I say he's oh. a, gen- okay. a generic African. An actual guy. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, well, no screw uh, that. That's people being overly effing sensitive. But yeah, heaven, heaven, for, heaven forbid we actually have actual Africa, refer to actual African countries in a comic book. What yeah. are they, they're in Africa. Were they supposed to look like Hispanics? I don't know. Well, I don't, are, they spo- this- are they supposed to look like Eskimos? And, and and to my greater point, Brad, yeah. this is the problem with Dan Slott playing the long game. Playing the long game like what Roger Stern and Dom DeFalco would do, it was like four or five issues down the road. This was years down the road paying off some of these plot points. That to me is it's, – it's not making the characters – drive the story it's making the story drive the characters mm-hmm. well, we we finally got a story with clash after that mini series that was in between the launch of the last one. uh clash in his crazy face yeah clash and his uh discount uh, shocker gloves did, with the power of duck I, yeah i, I did i didn't like the scene where peter was doing uh getting coming down on clash for doing exactly what he was doing Mm-hmm. Just seems hypocritical. Do, do as I say, not as I do. But remember, yeah, I, he doesn't know that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. So I know. I just it makes it made Peter look like a dick. Peter mm-hmm. looks like a dick throughout this whole issue, Brad. This isn't I this know. isn't Peter, Brad. Well, that's true. This is Dick Move Peter. <laughs> oh, because, oh, this is slot verse Peter. Who is as Ashley said? Wish fulfillment. The oh other thing God. that gets me. The other thing gets me about what got me about this is like, okay, here's Scorpio. I mean, Scorpio and the Zodiac, they go invade, they basically have shield over a barrel in this. And their whole point was just to kill Leo, because he didn't fail to do it himself. And so they literally have him on the ropes, and what did they decide to do? Oh, well, we gave him a good spanking, time to just leave, and let him lit their wounds, where 
you know, you've got him on the ropes and you just, you know, you could just finish him off right there. But of course, obviously, if they did that, there would be no story for next issue. So, but. Any other cons? The the fight with the Human Torch. I know I know superheroes have fight. They got to have fights in a comic. Mm-hmm. This one was just so forced. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it you just built the Spider Mobile without me, dude. He built the the first Spider Mobile. Didn't have anything to do with you. All the fighting was off screen. So we, we we get to the build up and then like oh fight and then we oh cut that's a good point stuff and then we we cut back and they're done already. It's like oh I'm gonna give you a tour. yeah they're looking at a statue or something. They don't actually fight, which could have been like the one saving grace of it. Like, oh, at least we could have gotten a good fight scene out of it. But we didn't even, it, it got cut out, which was the entire, by the cover, you know, that's, well, I mean, you can't always go by the cover. I've learned mm-hmm. that. But that was kind of the premise that was built up, you know, even in the description, the summary for this uh, this issue that, oh, they're going to clash, they're going to go head to head, and that just didn't even come to anything. It was just, I, I think the only saving grace for me was the the brother, and he's your best friend, but I know the idea. I guess that scene is what took it up a grade for me. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is just absolutely I, uh, not the Spider-Man that I know or want. I, I need to amend my uh, my previous statement. Because I, I was like, wait a minute. Now, did the Human Torch actually help him make the Spider-Mobile? He, ha- he did. He helped him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did. did. That, that's, yeah, he built that's my bad. I, t- I, I retract <clears throat> that. I retract that comment. All right. Anything else we want to say about this? Well, I kind of I think this kind of the I think a good analogy about this volume is it's like cotton candy. It's um, it looks sweet, tastes sweet, but there's really nothing to it. <laughs> it's just it's true. Yeah. <laughs> true. It, yeah. Except the cotton candy doesn't cost like. Uh, oh yeah, the cotton candy no. doesn't cost like five. But you know, four, unless you get it at the baseball game, in which case it costs more. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Man. I don't know how you get out of this. With a new writer, the, the, I mean, can you ma- imagine handing this book over to a new writer and say, "Go"? I, it's almost like they're setting it up for another reboot at some point. Oh, you know yeah, it will. Yeah, be. There, there, I mean, that's it, the only way to fix everything. There, there, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, that this whole thing is going to be. He's trying to set this up so that this is he's at the this is at Peter Parker at his peak, and then he's just going to have this total collapse where he's dirt poor again. I mean, I know. No, I mean, but yeah, but that doesn't yeah. fix the fact that everyone on Earth knows who Peter. Oh, Parker I know. Is logistically, yeah, yeah, logistically, that's a big problem. There. The only man that fixes that is is another company. Fight. So the, it's a wipe. It's almost like he's setting it up, knowing that it's going to be wiped out again next year. Well, or the easiest thing they could do is like basically have it so flash forward a couple months, and people will go, "Hey, uh, who was that guy that sold those uh, those like uh, those Apple those uh, yeah those watch got, looking things? I can't another, remember his we name. Another, we got another mind wipe coming. Yeah." Yeah. Yay! Hey. God, I mean, I mean, uh, we're, none of us are rooting for the, our hero. Uh, no. This isn't our hero. No, no. This isn't our hero. This isn't our hero. Yeah. I'm rooting for someone another. to come save our hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm rooting. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for another hero to save I'm our hero. For yeah. Personnel change from Axel Alonso on down. Man. I'll give you a hint. That hero isn't going to come from within the comic verse. Man. 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 We're not. Man. We're not. We may not see. Uh, Peter Parker again until like uh, the Tom Holland movie. Man, if you want to read a good Spider-Man comic, go check out Twenty Ninety Nine. Oh, yeah, Twenty Ninety Nine is the best is the best Spidey comic right now. I mean, I read issue one and two, and but, Number, holy oh shit! God, CB, CBR, screw you! Holy cow! They gave Spider-Man Twenty Ninety Nine number one two and a half out of five stars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's the one I love. Well, because it actually, you know, had you know, was seriously written, and you know, it uh, wasn't just you know. 
Wait, it was a constant cotton candy, like my my. It's, it's yeah. a th- it's a thinking person's comic. So, well, I mean, I think that well, for me, I didn't quite maybe I didn't quite enjoy. Um, it was so, heartbreaking. So, so, well, I didn't. Heart, I didn't oh my I, god, it was heartbreaking. Well, well, I didn't quite. I didn't quite appreciate maybe um, uh, twenty nine nine as much as you guys. It's probably because I think it's too decompressed and it's taking too uh, Peter David too long to kind of set things up. But that's just me. But you know, Peter David is like the George R R Martin of comics. Oh yeah, I agree. I oh mean, my I, god, he he'll make you care about somebody and be interested, and then mm-hmm. just totally rip out your goddamn heart. He's like Pixar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's so good at it. Oh my god, issue one was like the opening of Up. He's so good at it. <laughs> it's, oh, it's agonizing. I love you, Peter David. I hate you, Peter. David. That was at the end. I was just like, oh. oh. No, but here's the thing, though. Are we sure? Uh, are we sure she's actually dead? Because oh. this could be, this could be, this could be like a whole, because I mean... This is how, folks, this is how good Amazing Spider-Man is now. On our review section, we're, we're, we're talking about 29. <laughs> we're talking about another, we're talking about 29. You know what? <laughs> she could be alive, she could be dead. You know what? I care. Mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man, I don't. don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I, I really don't care about this Peter Parker at all. And I've been following him th- for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. This isn't Peter Parker. I want him to fail, I want Parker Industries to fail, and I want my hero back. And I'll be honest with you, in those moments in 2099, I hate it now. I hate it when I have to see Peter. Yes. Oh my god. Because, because it, it is so jarring and reminds me of how effed up everything well, about that's Peter what, is. Well, that's what kind of got me about this, is why, why are you taking Miguel out of the Alchemax situation? Because I thought that whole setup was actually good. Now he's just, oh, you're just part of making him part of Parker Industries. When Miguel wakes up, and and screw my identity. Peter is one of my enemies. I'm like, whoa, this is real. This is this is awesome. Miguel doesn't. Miguel doesn't. No F's are given. No F's are given. Oh no. No F's Miguel, are given. Miguel will kill people. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was awesome. Miguel is like, look at all the F's I don't give. Exactly. They're all up above. They're me. falling to the sky. <laughs> they're falling. I'm making it rain with F's. This is the field where I grow my F's, and as you can see, they're barren. It's barren. <laughs> I think we ended on that one. That's great. Okay. Okay.